Yo, what up, what up, up? Real Fans Podcast, back at it again, another week. I'm here, I'm your host, Gabe. That's your boy, Julian. Julian, say what's up to the people. What's up, people? What's up, peoples? Yep, another episode, episode 52. We are moving along. But, uh, yeah, Gabe, what you want to talk about today? I mean, there's a lot to talk about. Talk a little bit about soccer, talk a little NFL. Um, but let's talk right now. We're in the middle of basketball playoffs. Uh, we just had, what was it, game... Uh, five last night uh game five yes uh miami heat uh playing celtics at home um miami heat coming off a terrible loss i think they were held to 80 points the game before um and you think you're gonna bring it home you know the game is tied up uh 2-2 the series excuse me is tied up 2-2 they're gonna come home you think they're gonna secure it with julian the uh miami heat forgot how to shoot man it's just like uh they didn't know how to shoot. I don't know how much of the game you saw. Uh, what were your takeaways from the game or uh, uh, game five in Miami? What did you see? Yeah, obviously, like second half, they were they were rolling, um, especially Duncan Robinson there for a minute in the first half. But then when the second half came around, they were just non-existent. And then it wasn't to me. It wasn't even just offense. It was just like their defense just looked terrible. Like they just couldn't stop Boston at all. Like I noticed they kept on running like a zone defense, and it just wasn't working. And like. Boston would just like run right through it, no problems whatsoever. And it to me, it just looked like bad defense more than anything. Like I just, I felt like these so many of these plays, and I went back and even watched rewatched the highlights, and just like I'm watching them, I'm just like, dude, these guys just look like they're just having like all day to shoot, like they're just driving through the hole with no pressure whatsoever. And I, it, it felt like they had like they couldn't switch the game plan at all. Like I felt like they were just sticking to like the same game plan and it just wasn't working. I don't know what you kind of thought from it. Yeah. I mean, um, my takeaways from the game is man, uh, you know, they've had two, two bad games in the series. Uh, they had one game, a bad game, uh, where they split at home, uh, game two. Um, and you know, we've seen this in the series where they kind of disappear, where, um, they've been a great shooting team the entire season, but uh, in the playoffs, we've already seen them like just not be able to figure it out, not to be able to put it together, and uh, which is crazy because they had a um, they actually had a good game three comeback where you see Bam, uh, you know, freaking rain over the entire court. Uh, they feed Bam a lot, um, so yeah, we've seen the Miami Heat disappear, uh, and this is you know two games in a row where they're they're held under whatever 100 points, which I think is below their. Um, uh, what, what I think uh, they were held to below their season average. So uh, I don't know. Uh, I'm still kind of optimistic about, you know, game six. It's going to be tough going on the road. You go in game six into Boston. You beat them yeah. there already once. You know, they won game three over there. Um, I'm still optimistic that they can do it, but they're going to have to play. Like, you have to at some point perform. The, 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 the ball has to go in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I mean, that's what made me feel – that's the only thing that kind of makes me feel good about it is the fact that they did win on the road already. So it does make me feel a little bit optimistic that they, and even for them, I'm sure like they have that confidence, like, all right, we've won here already. We can go that we can go back and do it again. Granted, you shouldn't be losing, dropping your home games like that. Um, especially when you have home court advantage, but it's going to be tough, man. It's going to be really tough. And I feel like the heat of the series it just seems like they can't get everybody clicking. And it seems like the games they have won is due to great performances from a couple of players or one player. 
to kind of get them over the hump to get that win. And I feel like we have yet to see the best Miami Heat team this series. And maybe that's just due to Boston just playing great basketball and just knowing how to hold down the heat. But like, I feel like we have yet to see like all, all every, the whole team just clicking no matter what happens. And obviously Tyler Hero's hurt right now. So I'm not sure when he's supposed to come back, but it's just like, is he supposed to be back for game six? Uh, He was out with the groin. So I assume that, you know, it's it's kind of a game of one right now. This was a, uh, Best of three series, right? The first of the two wins. And so I, I feel like it's going to be all hands on deck. Um, you have to because this is it. Like, uh, this is your last ride. This is game seven right here. This is game six is game seven. So I get that fucking, that freeze spray or whatever. The, you know what I'm talking about? Where they, shh, yeah. like every, like uh, every break, just find some updates. Um, but yeah. Um, also, I, I want to say like, uh, also, I mean, uh, this is big for Celtics, right? Cause, uh, uh, the guy, uh, their center that came back off of injury who was out uh, the last series. Uh, you seeing him actually like the kind of impact that he has on the team. Way probably better, more of an impact than Orford. Uh, no, uh, Williams. Oh yeah, Robert Williams. Um, so I mean that's also kudos to them. And these teams, you know, I want to give credit to Celtics too because, like I said, you you gave me a lot of shit for calling them the scariest team. They were, <laughs> I think, the best. The top teams, right? The team. No, I agree with you. I just thought it was funny the way you said it. Honestly, <laughs> so, yeah, I was just fucking with you. They're the best team. I'm like the team that we're worried about was Milwaukee and the Celtics, and here we are again. We're playing the Celtics again in the finals. Um, last time we saw them was in the bubble. Um, so, um, you know, as they've been, they're a good team. They've been playing. The Boston Celtics are a good team. They have been playing well all along, and now they have. It seems like uh, they got the guys rolling. Uh, so, you know. I want to give credit to them and to their coach who's making adjustments. We we seen you know when the Heat make adjustments, you have a big game three, and when the Celtics make an adjustment, they they blow out the Miami Heat so um, twice now in a row. So yeah, uh, I'm not too worried. I don't know people freak out. I'm like oh you know they sway people make one prediction and they see a big loss and then they go the other way and they see another big win and they go the other. I'm I'm still sticking with the Miami Heat. I think they can pull it off. They just they have to shoot. They have to shoot way better than they have been these last two games. Um, and they, they need they more. They need more than a couple players to step up too. Like yeah. they need like the whole the whole like that team is too good and has too many role players that can perform well to just like not show up half the time. Like they need everybody, like all hands on deck. Like you said, just like to to make shots and play good defense. Like first and foremost, like like I said, I just felt I know the score line wasn't crazy high because the first half was really in their favor, but that second half, man. They could, I felt like just Boston would just like run right through them and just score and then go right back down the court and then do it again. I don't know. Like, yeah. um, so yeah, uh, I was looking up this update. Tyler Hero said it's just day to day, so um, uh, who knows? Yeah, we'll, we'll see. I mean, I feel like it's gonna be all hands of deck. He'll, he'll get minutes. I'm not, I don't know, not you know, he's not gonna get a starting a start, but he might, he might see some minutes, uh, if he can go. Um, and I'm not gonna even blame injuries, like, everybody's dealing with injuries. Uh, this series, uh, you know, we had Ky- uh, Kyle Lowry out for a little bit. Jimmy Butler's knee uh, is still questionable. People are saying, you know, that it might have been tweaked. It's something that he's been dealing with all its season long, and uh, he might have tweaked it. Uh, what's his name? Pritchard. Pritchard, the guy who pulled his knee uh, and got him out of uh, game four. Um, so, yeah, I'm still not worried. Um, they have to shoot better. They have to come out explosive like they did um, uh, in game three come out explosive and and not wait around and all the fucking dilly dally and just like oh it's like you have to come and you know come to play 
otherwise, the season's going to be over. So, um, I don't know. What, any thoughts? Do you have any thoughts on the Celtics? Uh, um, any last comments? Any shooting oh, comments? Man, I'm be honest with you. Like, I, I just, I don't see the Heat coming out of it. If they, if they don't like drastically change something, like, I mean, you're going to Boston at home. Like, they have so much momentum right now. It's just like. I don't know. And like you said, the injury injuries that the nagging injuries that have just been like kind of plaguing the heat recently. It's like, it seems like nobody's like really a hundred percent. It's like, everybody's just kind of dealing with something and just kind of powering through it. But I just feel like, I mean, the Celtics, I think they had that advantage of going against a, a bucks team that was extremely tough to beat. And I just felt like they're just like more ready for the situation. And maybe that comes to the fact that, like we were talking about last episode where it was like maybe I think we talked about it in the wrong sense. though. like we said, like, oh, does it matter if you have the easiest thing? Does it like mean anything? But I think one thing we didn't bring up is like, I mean, maybe going through the harder that harder path kind of prepares you as you get closer towards the end, because you're like, all right, like we beat the Bucks who were defending champs last year. We can beat this this. uh this heat team that's just as good as them. We know like you have that confidence, you know what I mean? I don't know if you think that plays a factor or not to like, um, uh, maybe, um, uh, but like I don't that think confidence like, I mean, level. I mean, and even I like that, something per- that, that people actually care about maybe in the moment now in the series, people say, Oh, they have the easier schedule, but like nobody, no, nobody remembers the, the schedule, you know, maybe the fans who, who, who went, but, if but I, I mean like more so in the sense for like the, the players are like, they already went through like a grueling battle. Yeah. Like they already kind of like, they're already in that mindset. And like, even if it's subconsciously, like they're already in that mindset versus a team who just kind of like, kind of, I don't want to say breezed by, but kind of went by with not a whole lot of trouble. And they haven't been like really battle tested yet in this season, at least, you know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know if I, I think people make a big deal out of, you know, who they face. Oh, you didn't go through this person. Oh, you didn't go through that. person. A, you go through whoever's in front of you, right? The Miami Heat played, great all year they got the number one seed for a reason they've been playing well and they earn their spot right and if they have to face if you don't like that the number one has to face a number eight well then go talk to fucking yeah i'm I'm speaking more so just from like that momentum standpoint like you know how like a lot of wild card teams like and a lot of wild card teams like win the super bowl because they had that momentum of like playing like that game beforehand and then versus like a lot of bi-week teams end up losing sometimes you know what i mean like just having that like you said, it definitely builds confidence Like uh, to face teams already. You're like, okay, we got through uh, whoever. We got through the Nets. We got through Giannis. Um, it definitely does build confidence, and uh, you you are right. I think Boston does have the momentum. Um, I just think uh, Miami definitely has the formula to uh, eliminate uh, the Celtics. I don't think the Celtics are as deep as the Miami Heat. Um, and, you know, if Miami Heat come and they shoot well, you know, both teams are – I know both teams are going to play defense well. They're going to cover well. Um, you know, if the Miami Heat come out and shoot well, they'll win. You know what I mean? If they, if they drain threes, they'll win. Uh, I have confidence in that. So I, I'm still believing. I haven't jumped boat yet. Uh, burn the boats. I'm still on the ship. Uh, well, I'm <laughs> off the ship. Burn the boats. Uh, yeah. Five, all that stuff. Heat and, heat and two. Heat and two. So guys. let me – so – you too. <laughs> so let me like, what do you think the chances are getting out? Do you think that it's in, obviously I think it's in favor of Boston, but like, do you think like, it's not like that set in stone that Boston's going to win? 
Like, would you um, say Boston has I, no. a 60% chance of winning the series right now? Sure. I'll say that. Like, uh, the, Heat, think- the Heat are like the underdogs right now going into game six. Uh, yeah, because definitely you had home you had home court and you lost it last night. You had, you lost your home court. You know what I mean? They split Miami. You split them in Boston. You have to win win at home. Um, so it makes it easier. Now you have to win two in a row. A, you have to win one in a row. And after that, you have to win again. So, um, yeah, I think definitely Celtics have their in favor. Um, they have the momentum, like you said. Um, and am I going to be surprised if they win at home? No, I'm not. Um, but... Uh, I'm going to be surprised if uh, we see another performance where they don't shoot well and they're shooting whatever, 30%, 40% from the field or some some low-ass number. Um, yeah. That will be crazy. That's the, that's the thing is, like, I felt like they just haven't been playing like they have in the regular season, which obviously the regular se- the playoffs is a whole other beast compared to the regular season. But just, like, it just seems like they just can't get all these gears clicking. But, Yeah. We'll end it off on that. Um, let's go to the other game on the Western Conference. We got Dallas Mavericks Warriors. That game is tonight. I see the Warriors closing it out. I'm surprised Dallas even got a win, but yeah. And a lot of people were high on Dallas. Um, I haven't been high on Dallas this season. People thought they were playing well the second half of the season. I was just kind of like they—they they were kind of the Cinderella story. I think me and JoJo said before, like. They do well if Luca goes. You know, wherever Luca goes, that's where that team goes. Um, exactly. Uh, they have they have a little bit of supporting cast. Those guys, um, and I never expected much out of them. So the fact that um, you know the series is now three one, they're going into game five in Golden State. I think it's just it's tough. That's tough. Um, going into that building is tough because they are playoff battle. You know, uh, playoff uh, experience, uh, battle warm, battle tested. Uh, yeah. I expect I expect Golden State to to be victorious uh, uh, coming into this series. Uh, I don't know how much other games uh, that you've seen, but uh, you got the same thing, right, Julian? Yeah, I think Golden State. I didn't watch too much of this series, but yeah, I mean, I pretty much agree. It, Dallas, like they live and breathe through Luca. Like if Luca doesn't show up, they don't win. Like they they just ha- you want to talk about a team that has no depth. It's that team. And yeah, I mean, it's impressive that they even made it this far. Some should say they probably shouldn't have because Phoenix dropped the ball or even the record that they have. Um, but Golden State just has too much firepower and they seem to just, they're seeming to just like kind of go back to their old ways. The Golden State we haven't seen in a few years. And it seems to be like, they're like, they're like back back, you know what I mean? So they should, yeah, at Golden State in San Francisco, they should come back home and just, just give a whoop into Dallas and just, and get ready for the finals. Get an early break for the finals. Um, Rest and yeah, see, I, I because think that's the story of the playoffs is whoever's well rested, not injured. Generally, those are teams that make it, especially you know a series where you have to play, you know, best you know, first to four. Yeah. And I mean, that's why Golden State, to me, it's like, you, how can you not look at them as uh, finals uh, champions, like as the favorites to win it all? Like, I mean, they're they're pretty healthy for the most part. They're clicking really well. They haven't really struggled. You haven't seen them struggle at all in the playoffs. Um, and yeah, the health factor, they just seem to just be healthy. And they're experienced. I mean, how many championships do they have together? It's insane. So, I mean, like, what, three? Yeah. So... Well, I- they, they did Even though a little they might that, not be the one. strongest, they might not be the strongest. Go ahead, finish your thought. I was gonna say they might not be like 
like maybe you can look on paper, maybe the Heat or the Celtics are stronger. I don't know. It could be debatable, I guess. Um, but this, I mean, you just can't deny that that uh, that experience, and then just knowing how to play together. Yeah, I think if anything, if I have a conspiracy, here's my conspiracy: if the Heat lose, that the NBA wants to see these old, the old rivalry Celtics. Well, Golden State. I was gonna say LA, but Golden State <laughs> sucks forever. Golden yeah. State, they suck. Golden State it sucks forever. I think uh, you know the two big national, you know, historic teams. I guess Celtics, if you want to count them, even though they won all their championships before the the NBA merger. Um, I think uh, NBA is pulling for Golden State. Well, Golden State is gonna win straight out. But I think NBA is going to be pulling for. Uh, uh, yeah, they paid off Chris Paul. Celtic. Yeah, man. Celtics at home, man. Watch these <laughs> referees. I don't know who. I don't know who's uh, refereeing. I think they name a game. Uh, is it game the day of the game? They they announce the the uh, the uh, officials. I don't know. Honestly, I have no idea. I never really thought about when they announce what officials are doing. I think the it's the day of. Either the day before or the day of. Um. So we'll see. Scott Foster, I'm looking at you. But. <laughs> Yep, Golden State should should get the early rest and win it tonight. Um, meanwhile, whoever I think whoever's coming out of this Eastern Conference final, it's going to be pretty banged up for the most part, no matter who it is. But um, yeah, let's switch to the other playoffs that are going on right now. And our beloved Panthers have absolutely choked. The yeah. biggest choke job I've ever seen from a number one number one overall team in the yeah, history of sports. Pretty bad. Oh talking, about, you know, talking about, uh, you know, not shooting well in basketball. Um, <laughs> uh, the Panthers, they shot, you know, their score differential was tremendous this season. Like they had one of the best point differentials uh, this season. And uh, most just, goal scored. Yeah. Most goal <laughs> scores. And, and they just disappeared. Like they had, they had nothing. For Tampa, um, shout out to Tampa, the to the Lightning. Their uh, their goalie Vasilevsky is amazing. Like he, that guy is really good, and the guy is on fire. Uh, uh, and that's kind of what you need, I guess. In hockey, you need a hot goalie uh, to make uh, defensive stops. And Vasilevsky uh, completely erased, eliminated uh, any anything for yeah. uh, for the Panthers. Um, Panthers. This was not Bob's uh, series. Yeah. It was not Bob's series. I think he. I think he play, played well. Uh, Bobrovsky, uh, I think he played well overall for for the circumstances. Um, the the Panthers they had a terrible, they were terrible on power play. So you know when, when they're down, man, they're playing four, they're up uh, five four on on the on the ice. Uh, they're like oh for like so, it was something amazing. Like they hadn't scored. Uh, they were like oh for like thirty something, twenty something, thirty something uh, in power plays uh, in the playoffs, and and they just didn't do. It was something anything. ridiculous, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, and like, even got scored on during their play yeah. power plays. Like it's insane. Yeah, I'm a bad class by Weger. Weger's playing terrible this this series. Um, so yeah, uh, Panthers they had nothing. Like uh, you know, it's tough, especially when you lose at home. It kind it's kind of deflating. You think you, you know, at least win one at home. Uh, that first game, you think you know. That's the reason why you you know you get first place you get you get home ice, um, you think you get at least split and uh, they lose that first game devastating lose the second game you have to go to Tampa game three, and obviously Tampa closes out they got swept. And, I uh, didn't t- I didn't tell you man because I was at game two, yeah. man when they scored with three seconds left, like in that transition, because they're raining shots for the last like minute and a half, 
and just rainy. I'm thought like, man, at any second, they might actually close this game out right here. And then 10 seconds left, which is the, pretty much the story of the series, got killed in transition and scored with three seconds left. And man, you could hear a pin drop in that fucking arena. You could, I mean, it was, people were just shocked. Like they couldn't believe it. And then like a couple seconds later, people just started getting up and just walking out. Yeah. It was, it was ridiculous. So they got swept a lot of hype. Um, you know, I think overall nationally, I think the Panthers were kind of an ignore team, just kind of like, kind of like the heat, kind of same, same kind of story. Uh, um, it's not a classic team. You know? Yeah. Uh, what, what do you think? What are your opinions overall of the season there? Just talk about the playoff performance and then overall as the season, like what, what do you think? the Panthers accomplished? I mean, when it comes to the regular season, like it doesn't get any better, really. I mean, it's the best regular season in history of Panthers in Panthers history. I mean, the most points scored, um, like in a season, like, uh, Huberdeau get the franchise record for the amount of goals scored for a fr- for the franchise. And I mean, like you couldn't ask for a better season. Like you said, the point differential, it wasn't just them scoring points. There's also having the the defense to be able to withhold them from scoring points and just, and it was like when the playoffs came around and when I saw them struggling against Washington, that's what made me a little nervous too. It was like they would lead in shots on goal, but the shots just wouldn't convert then they they lost that scoring touch that they had in the regular season, whatever that might be, whether it be coaching, which I know a lot of people are thinking about because obviously this coach this year was the interim coach due to the whole scandal with the coach who started out the season. Um, So a lot of people are thinking about possibly getting another coach or debating if they want to retain him. Um, But, is like you can't look at the. I mean, it was just disappointing. It was it was extremely disappointing uh, playoff run. I mean, and then to lose like that, to I mean, they lost a ton of. I mean, they lost how many home games? I mean, they probably won like two home games. They had an amazing home home record. I don't know. If they they. Uh, no, I'm talking about this playoffs though. They only won like two home games because they still. I want to say they stole two games at Washington. Uh yeah. They won game so they, six. They, yeah, they only they only won two home games out of the possible what was it uh, five? So you dropped three games at home. Like, come on, dude! And <clears throat> it's just like this is your chance for redemption against Tampa. And yeah, I mean, it was redemption because every almost every single game they were leading on shots and goal. And you know, like you said, with the power plays and everything, like they just couldn't convert on these. They they couldn't get solid clean shots. They felt like their passing was a little off. Like, um, and they just couldn't get those clean shots to like finish it out. And I mean, honestly, they didn't look like a team that deserved to win. Like they were de- deserved to win. They just they looked sloppy. They were getting their shots on goal, but they weren't like very clean and great opportunities. And then they would just get killed in transition. Yeah, because they were owning possession and and shots on goal. They just in transition, the defense fell apart, and they would just go right through and score on my boy Bob. Yeah, I, I think they 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 got staggered a lot. They got stuck in the mud. They weren't very creative, like trying to create shot potential. I mean, I've seen you know if you look at the highlights, some of the shots this season, they do uh, you know amazing stuff uh, in transition. You know, uh, um, offensively, but. A lot of times they got, they got stuck in the mud, and it, it seems like they weren't creative. As far as the coach, uh, you know, we had a transition coach. It was an assistant that got booted up uh, because the head coach got bounced for some previous controversy from another 
another jo- another the, job the, that he the Blackhawks yeah, Black yeah. so um but overall like you know it, it's the congruency of like or the difference between the regular season and the playoffs like we saw him play amazingly well um shoot high numbers it doesn't matter they go down two it doesn't matter that's exactly where they want to want you because they're going to shoot you know they'll they'll make five five goals uh in the second period uh in the second and third period so um yeah i i think overall though i think you can still call it a successful season right you know we always got stuck in the first round the panthers and they finally get to the second round and it was a tough road either way their their road to success was going to be tough you had to go to the capitals like i said that's a, a battle-tested team, you know, a championship team. Uh, they won before. Ovechkin, uh, you know, probably the GOAT right now is playing right now. He's the Tom Brady of, of the NHL. <clears throat> so, you know, you had a tough road there. And, you, you know, you go out and you win it. You pull it off. Even though you have devastating losses, you should have won two at home. You still win on yeah, the road. And, and then the de- the defense was just terrible. Like, the amount of goal. Like, I'm looking at the, the scores right here. Um I'll start from the very first Capitals game and work all the way to the last game. So they allowed four, one, six, two, three, three, four, two, five, two. Yeah. They only they only had one game where they held them to no, not even. Uh yeah, yeah. Only one game they held them to one score on defense. So you and know, multiple games of three or more. Yeah, yeah three or more. Um, so, but overall though, I mean, I think it's, you know, disappointing that you get swept like that, like at least, you know, you give them at least one game, but that's kind of devastating. But I think overall, I think the season still looks success. I mean, like you said, the amount of scoring that we've seen this year, the amount of records that have been broken, season records, franchise records, um, you know, for, for the team individually and as a group, I think it's overall success. It is disappointing, but you know. If you can't get past Tampa Lightning, which they won back to back, this is a championship team. If you can't get past them, then maybe you don't deserve, you know, like you said, maybe you don't deserve to win. Like you don't deserve mm. a championship run. Yeah. yeah. This is a good, I mean, it's, not, it's not like it's not like got beat by a sorry team. You know what I mean? This is this is the back to back champions. It's not like this yeah. is like some, you know. And they could go again. Yeah. I mean the in the grand scheme of things, like it, it's it's a net positive. You made it farther. You had a better see. You had a better regular season than you did last year. You made it farther in the playoffs than you did last year. Granted, you lost to the same team, and you probably lost to them worse. And that's probably my biggest gripe is like not even so much losing to Tampa because I could live with that. But the idea that you got swept that's just embarrassing. And like and then the idea of the amount of goals that you allowed in this like playoffs is is embarrassing. And the fact that like they got saved multiple times in the last series and winning in overtime or last second or making like crazy comebacks. And the thing is at the end of the day, if you're a team with this high powered offense, you shouldn't be down so much. You shouldn't with the highest point differential in the league. Like you should be leading games all the way through. And that's just like what you expect when you do it. But the good thing is um, it is a young team. You're relatively going to be getting the same squad back next year. This is a team that's kind of built for the future, which is great. Um, unlike uh, the playoff run a few years ago, I think like 2015, 2016, that was a really old team that squeezed in and had an old Yager in there. But um, th- this team, this new squad is a younger, more established team that can make a run for the next couple of years. Um, 
And yeah, if they can get the right stable coaching staff to, to take a, take the reins of that team, um, they they could potentially win the cup. Maybe if next year, I, I mean that's at the end, I mean at this point they're it's it's championship or bust. Like next year, it's championship or bust to me. Like you you have to you you have to be in that in that that in that race. You know what I mean? Like you got to make it to the Eastern Conference Finals or the Finals. Like with a team with this much firepower, you ha- I expect nothing less. You know what I mean? But, but we'll see what they do with the coaching staff. I'm curious to see what um, happens. Is there any other uh, teams that you're rooting for now that the Panthers are out? Well, uh, the big dogs uh, in the East, obviously, uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning uh, are the champions. Uh, Hurricanes, uh, are the Carolina Hurricanes right now, they're tied 2-2 against the Rangers. They're playing. I- I've seen some highlights from them. That, that, that game seems exciting. But I think the Hurricanes are the favorites to, to come out of it. So I think the next series in, the, uh, 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 in that conference should uh, be exciting, an uh, exciting one. And uh, as far as the teams left over um, on the yeah, other Tam- side. Yeah, Tampa's going to go either against New York or Carolina, which, yeah, like you said, that'd be pretty good. Yeah, color- the Avalanche are the-, the favorites to win overall. I think they're the best team to win overall. So, yeah, um, they're the best in the West. Yeah. I'm going to go for – I think I'm going to be rooting for Tampa because if I'm going to get beat, I want to be beat by the champions. And <laughs> Yeah, that's the best way to say – can't make the best way to go about it. So, you know, yeah. I-, I think I'll be rooting for Tampa. It's an in-state, you know – in-state rivalry now, it's turned, you know, I hope you guys win so I don't feel so bad. So you don't look so bad. Imagine if Tampa gets swept next round. <laughs> You're like, fuck, dude. But, um, but yeah, you know, Hockety's built on parity, so it's like. Yeah. That next matchup, happen. hopefully Carolina comes out, and then Carolina versus Lightning should be an exciting one in the playoffs. I hate to do it, but maybe I would have root for the Lightning just because, yeah, like you said, because I don't really care for any of these other teams. Um, I would say St. Louis, but St. Louis is about to lose. Uh, in Colorado, my guess. Um, but yeah, I mean, just Tampa, just so I don't feel so bad about losing or getting swept. Like we lost a, th- we lost both our playoff runs were to the champ were ended by the champions, yeah, a so- three P champion. So I feel less bad that we lost to a <laughs> dynasty team. We lost both playoff runs to a dynasty team. It's like I'll take that L. <laughs> like, I'll take. Or hurt less more. The pain will hurt less. <laughs> it's like, bro. It's like it's like the. The 2000 to 2004 Patriots. It's like, bro, I mean, like, it was a dynasty team. Like, I feel less bad about losing that. Like, or whatever their last dynasty run was. Um, All right. But, yeah. Speaking of football, well, speaking of Tom Brady, let's just uh, – bro, this guy just – he's going to be a billionaire soon. He's got to be close to it. Like, between his TB12, all the money he's playing football – the dude's on commercials like every other day has a new commercial because every, he's probably made so much more money leaving new England than he ever did being in new England. Cause he's like in so much more stuff. He, he does so many more things now that he's gone. Cause I think that whole Patriots way, it didn't allow him to kind of do that. But um, he just signed a 10 year deal of uh, worth $375 million with Fox sports. And I'm pretty sure that's more money than he's ever made playing football, which is wild to me. Like that is, or at least close to it. Um, I'm curious what this means. I didn't look too much into 
what exactly he'd be doing. Would he be like a play-by-play color commentator, I, or is he like just a pregame like analyst? Like, like I think like it's. I think it's going to be booth. So I think they, that he's going to be going into the booth. If he's not doing one of the, you know, like the halftime show, I, they already have. I think Fox already has a halftime show. That's the one with like Boomer and and uh, what's his name? Michael Strahan, Terry Bradshaw, yeah, Howie yeah. Long. Those, yeah, Howie Long. So those guys are pretty much set for the halftime shows. They, you know, transition games through. So I think they're going to have him as an in booth guy. Um, uh, and because I think uh, Troy Aikman, who was it? Oh no. Drew Brees also uh, was supposed to be in the booth, and I think he got—I don't know if he got canned. He might have—he might have because you know. Drew no, Brees he got, didn't do the—he didn't do the booth um, with NBC. He did like the football in America with NBC okay. with Tony Dungy. He wasn't in the booth though. That was Al Michaels and uh, fucking. Um, oh my God, what's the dude's name? Collinsworth. Collinsworth, Chris Collinsworth. Yeah, yeah, but he—he um, so, he did the thing. But he was saying, yeah, he's not sure. He's another one. He's like, he's not sure if he wants to come back to football or not, or go back to NBC. So as far as Tom Brady, uh, I think they're going to have him in booth, uh, but he you know, might be around. But I guess, you know, I mean, kudos to him, I guess. That's the uh, the the perks of being a champion, being the GOAT. Um, so, you know, I, I guess it's nice to have, you know, that's a nice thing to know. You have a job lined up after you're done with your first job, that you already have another job lined up. Um, okay, so real quick, I don't think he's going to be in the booth. What it sounds like, is we uh, he, this is like from Tom Brady's Twitter that and from Fox he retweeted Fox Sports NFL he's like we are pleased to announce that immediately following his playing career seven time Super Bowl champion Tom Brady will be joining us at Fox Sports as our lead analyst so it doesn't necessarily sound like he'll be in a booth okay well I think that's probably a better that's probably a better position Same. for him because. I think pretty much. I think I don't know about you. What you think? But I think Tom Brady's pretty boring. I don't think he's interesting at all. I think. Oh people wait, are maybe. It, oh wait, uh, actually, shit. I think it might be. It might be the booth. It's like turning on the TV and seeing the go on NFL Fox booth. Honestly, I'm. I I think it's the. It's saying booth, so maybe he is going to be. He's like replacing Troy Aikman, I guess. Yeah, because Troy Aikman's going to Amazon, or uh, I forget where he's going. Uh, Monday Night Football. Him and uh, Joe Buck. They finally got a crew for that. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't think Tom Brady's that interesting. I, I am interested to see what he thinks about the game. Like, you know, I think the gold standard is Tony Romo. And if you can't get on Tony Romo's level, like I'm not interested in Tom Brady. Like I'd rather listen to nothing. I'd rather put it on mute than listen to Tom Brady. Like, unless you're telling me plays yeah, or you, even like the Peyton Simon. Manning shit, the Peyton Manning simulcast. That was good. That was really so, good. It was a little bit more laid back. But man, yeah. the way hit the Mannings and like, or when whoever guests had on like Russell Wilson, I remember that game specifically. Man, the way they were analyzing stuff was fucking awesome, and how like they just knew things that like I've never heard of before, and like they're just calling shit. And Russell Wilson's like saying this, Peyton Manning's like, oh yeah, they're running. It's like he's you see the audible. It was wild. I was like, wow, this is actually really cool. And and you know I, that kind of insight is I think valuable. That's something that I am interested in. As far as Tom Brady, you know. Do I think he's going to say anything interesting? If it's not going to be football knowledge, like I don't, I'm not, I don't really care. I actually want Tom Brady out of my life as quickly as possible. <laughs> Still in my life. Um, yeah, I will so, say he doesn't sound very like, I guess charismatic. I guess I don't know how to say. He doesn't sound super entertaining. He sounds a little bit dry. So I am curious to see how this like works out for him to have a talking career. 
But yeah, man, like top, you're right though with Rom- Romo. He like he knew shit was gonna happen before it happened. Like he would, he would see something happening. He'll say what exactly was gonna happen, and then it would ha- it would happen. I yeah, feel like that, Troy Aikman was never really that way. Troy Aikman is kind of more like he's like a I don't know. Troy Aikman has his own thing because he's not like really dissecting it super deep. I feel like Troy Aikman's a little bit more simplistic with it, and he's not like trying to predict things that are happening. He's just kind of yeah, maybe yeah. explaining things that happen after the fact. Yeah, he's like. he, you know, and he's been a broadcaster for a, a while now. You know, it's been a while since he's played. Um, so he, he's he's definitely closer to his broadcasting career than he is his football but i think still as far as Troy Aikman, people still like him and uh he's still a pretty good game i, I mean i don't mind listening to him on a game sometimes he does uh thanksgiving games or these monday night games whatever um so yeah as far as tom brady we'll see i'm not getting too hype about it like I, I don't like i said i don't think he's that interesting i don't think he says interesting things but if he's gonna give me like football knowledge and see plays if he can tell me plays before they happen or he can see things that i can't see you know what i mean yeah that um, but and I feel like obviously like Fox had to do something big. I mean, losing uh, losing Troy Aikman and then CBS has Tony Romo. It was like you, you needed somebody else. I'm curious who's, who's going to be next to him because obviously you need to have that dynamic of like how to bounce back and forth. Personally, I would have really liked to see him more so on the table with uh, with the other hat, with the other um, guys we were talking about the the pregame and the halftime. I feel like that would have been really entertaining to see like them all like six of them, like, or I can't think of how many there are all six of them, like really like interacting with each other. I think that would have been really interesting and like the banter we could hear, but I guess they need, I don't know. I'm this this man just loves football and traveling around and doing football games. So he's going to be doing that. He's still going to be traveling every Sunday. Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, what, what other news in the NFL is going on? All right, on? yeah, so, all right, I don't know if you saw, I don't know if you're looking at the thing already, but I don't know how this man still has a job, but the Indianapolis Colts just signed another quarterback to back up Matt Ryan, and it's a two-year deal. Guess who the quarterback is? I don't know, man. Who are you telling? Who is it? Nick Foles, wow. the, the legend of Nick Foles, wow. is back. I don't know if you saw the news, but Nick Foles signed a two-year deal with the Indianapolis Colts. He's reuniting with Frank Wright because I don't know if you remember, Frank Wright was the offensive coordinator during that time when they won the Super Bowl with Nick Foles. Um, or the quarterback coach. He was either the offensive coordinator or the quarterback coach. One of the, I, I, I want to say he's the offensive coordinator. Um but uh, yeah, man, I don't know how this guy he has the best agent of all time. Like the amount of money that he swindled from the Jags and then going to Chicago somehow picked up his deal. Like I, his his career was dead for a moment in Kansas City. Then he went back to Philly. I, I don't know. This guy has been resuscitated so many times. And he's made so much money I, for a guy who went on some magical run somehow. And it's, yeah. it's, I, it's hilarious. Like, I, yeah, it's, I, I, don't, I don't, you know, I guess it's okay to have him as a backup. Um, you know, Matt Ryan, we'll see what he does with the Colts. But yeah, you're right. Nick Foles feels like a waterlogged corpse that's floating down the river and then and just falls <laughs> into the and say, we'll take you. <laughs> <laughs> like the swamp man. 
shuffles his, his knees. He has bilateral knee cast. He just shuffles him up there. He got a shoulder pad. He just walks into the coastal. He just floating. He just <laughs> he's, he's like a beached whale. He just shows yeah. up to the facility. But I, his contract, the the money is not released yet. The details on the money. I'm curious to see how much he made. I'm sure he's probably gonna get decently. He's probably gonna get ten mil or more a year, which is just crazy to me. But um, hey, yeah, that? I mean, I guess like I guess the last thing Indianapolis they've been like having such a hard like quarterback situation lately this is probably the most secure that situation has been because you had philip rivers i mean i philip rivers played throughout the whole season and he gave him some good football but he was he was really on the tail end of his career and didn't really have much left to give but he, he led him to the playoffs carson Wentz was a disaster who looked good at times but he looked like he was going to give you a heart attack because he was going to some he's going to do something stupid or sprain both of his ankles at the same time. Um, but uh, this seems a little bit more stable having Matt Ryan, who who's obviously just been a, I mean, he's been in the league for what, 15 years now, a, a veterans veteran. I think he still has a little bit left. I think he still has a couple years left, um, but you know, it's an old, he's old one hit could mess him up. I guess having a Nick Foles like that is that safety net. Like Indianapolis is trying to win it all. And then obviously Frank Wright, the Indianapolis head coach, is familiar with him, obviously going on the Super Bowl run with him. So, yeah, I don't know. I just thought it was funny when I saw that. I was like, man, this guy just like he 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 comes to life when he first got drafted in Philly. And then he died off, went to St. Louis, got a big contract, died, then became a backup in Kansas City. And then when Doug Peterson went to Philly and left Kansas City, he brought Nick Foles with him. Nick Foles then somehow came back. They won a Super Bowl. <laughs> then he goes to Jacksonville, dies again. Somehow they get traded, goes to Chicago, dies again, and somehow he's back. And who knows? Maybe he'll win another fucking Super Bowl with the goddamn Indianapolis Colts and be the most ridiculous story I've ever seen in football history. Um, did you also see in the news? Uh, I think it came out yesterday. They were showing video. Uh, Kaepernick got a tryout with the Raiders, I believe. That's going on. I don't know. If Dude, you saw it's that. too long. It's been too long. Listen, if Nick Foles can get a job, Nick Foles is a Super Bowl champion. Okay. You just <laughs> called him a water. No, but but to be but to be fair, Nick Foles has been in the NFL every year though. I mean, when's the last time Kaepernick was in? It's been like what, five years now? Five seasons? It's been a while. Maybe not five. Well maybe hey, five listen, actually. Man. Drew Brees coming back. Okay. Nick Foles coming back. Drew Brees should not come back. Drew Drew Brees had a dead arm. Man, I'll I'll never forget that playoffs. The last play. It was like the last throw. Oh, it was like man, he, it was he like had a hill Throw it down the playoffs and fucking landed 10 yards short. You know what's so short. crazy? It was like in the course of a year because the year before that, he still looked like Drew Brees. But then then literally his final year, he just had a dead arm. But, I mean, also, I mean, they might be the same age, actually, because Nick Foles said he was 33, Colin Kaepernick. But, man, I just feel like when you're out of the league for that long, you just you lost that kind of speed of the game. He's older than Nick Foles. He's 34. So like thirty four hasn't played in like he's a healthy hasn't played in like four or five years. He's got cartilage on those knees. (laughs) So Nick Foles. 
Nick Foles gonna go out there. You know, remember a Dark Knight the, or Dark Knight Rises when he he has to he has to put the thing on his on his knees. He has the little robotic shit, the the cyborg shit on his knees. That's, yeah. that's Nick Foles. Yeah, I just um, feel like I just feel like it's too late for Kaepernick, man. I just feel like it's been too long. Like, if he gets it, that's great. But I don't know, man. I feel like it's just been it gets to a point where it's just been too long, and it's like, how long are you gonna keep on giving him tryouts? You know, like you gonna keep on doing a TO thing where TO's like fucking forty five, still like hosting like personal tryouts and inviting scouts, and then nobody shows up, bro. T.O. Yo, T.O.'s balling right now. T.O. is living his absolute dream. Just to sidetrack a little bit, T.O. is living his dream in that fan-controlled football. He's absolutely balling on people at like 50-some years old. And it is the funniest shit seeing Johnny Menzel throw Terrell Owens a touchdown pass. That shit is so funny. And he loves it, dude. He He looks so happy because, man, I don't know if you remember when like back when he was like right before he was forced to retire, it was just sad. It was like just knowing when to hang it up. Like I'll never forget. He hosted a, a essentially like a pro day, like a tryout thing and invited people. No one showed up from the NFL. No team showed up and it was just media there. And he's just running routes on like in front of cameras. And it was just like, it was just so sad. And I was like, man, that just had to be like such a low point for him. Like, so, but yeah. But yeah, uh, anything else in the NFL you want to talk about? What we're talking about? NFL um, yeah. Uh, so, I think your team, your quarterback, man, he has the prettiest balls in the NFL. He's the, he's the, so, I don't know if you've seen Tyreek Hill got questioned in a press conference about the, the viral video to his pass and how Tyreek Hill had to stop and come back to it. And uh, it, was, it was a pretty funny interview. And um, he was talking, they were asking him the question. He's like, oh, yeah, man. Like, he's like, yeah, man, he's, he's got a good ball. Yeah, I mean, it was, it's fine. Like, it's, it's got a nice spiral. He's, he's throwing it far enough. He's, he's got some pretty balls. He's like, wait, that sounds weird. He's like, you know what I mean? Like, he's like, so it was just hilarious. Um, I just thought I'd bring that up to you. I don't know if you Listen, saw that. I didn't see any of it. I, I did see uh, the Dolphins. They put out more video, more spiral videos of him on it's the It's looking run. crisp. Uh, they had, had, had to redeem him. <laughs> their propaganda you know, machine <laughs> has, has activated, and they're now putting out perfect spirals all the time. Oh, yeah. As a propaganda um, videos, propaganda social media Dolphin videos, dude, to make him seem I like. I think it's fine. It's fine. It's whatever. Like, like again, I don't want to talk about pregame, preseason practice football. Like, let me see them actually pay somebody. Like, I Bro, you know what they're doing? They're nobody's been as criticized. Soon, as soon as it as soon as it leaves to his hand, it clips to like an of of another video of Patrick Mahomes. Oh, somebody clips it in. Oh, and then as it's as it's getting close, it switches over to Tyreek Hill in a red jersey. And they just are posting like Tyreek Hill Kansas City Chief practice highlights. Oh man, but yeah, that's just that was funny. Obviously, Tyreek Hill is going to defend his quarterback. Um, but yeah, let's just say, uh, the propaganda machine for the dolphins is, is on full effect right now, but, uh, they have to watch what they did. All right, let's finish it. Yeah. So, um, over the past week, um, there's been like, obviously two big, uh, storylines in soccer. There was a signing of, um, Erling Holland at Man City 
and Kylian Mbappe staying with uh, PSG. I'm going to mainly focus on Mbappe, but but they both have very similar contracts. They're they both have like specifically Mbappe. The details haven't came out yet, but they probably he probably has the biggest contract in sports history. It is absolutely insane. Um, he uh, I have the information here. So I think what's reported is that, um, gosh, where's that? I literally just had it. Extend his contract to, to 2025. 2025. Yeah, to 2025, but I was trying to get the, um, here we go. So according PSG, so obviously the, all the rumors for pretty much the past year have been talking about Mbappe wants his contracts over. He's going to Real Madrid. He's going to Real Madrid. Um, that's pretty much set in stone. But then literally last week like PSG was doing everything they possibly can to keep him obviously for those who don't know PSG has extremely wealthy owners from the Middle East that just have a ton of oil money they have so much money um but PSG's offer surpassed the terms of Real Madrid's offers which and Real Madrid's offer was uh $130 million US dollar signing bonus with a $25 million annual net salary. PSG's counteroffer that he eventually ended up taking was a $125 million signing bonus with a monthly salary of $5 million. That currently doubles his current pay at PSG. So they almost doubled his salary. They over doubled his salary with a little bit less of a uh, signing bonus. So, and now the La Liga, not even Real Madrid, La Liga is um, getting really upset and talking about and sending formal like uh, thing, like I don't know what forms or whatever. I don't know, saying that um, PSG really needs to get looked into. This this is very dangerous. Um, this is very Super League-esque because of the amount of money that they are allowed to, that they have spent, and it's affecting the market. So for you don't, for like, in case you don't know, Gabe, you probably do, but like, obviously, world soccer, there's no salary caps. You know, people, yeah, the, the market's the market. There's no like cap on it. Um, but PSG has been, uh, official statement, that's the best word. To, that was the word I was looking for. Um, saying that this is dangerous for the the transfer market, it's affecting um, people aren't going to be able to compete anymore. Right now, PSG, um, right here, P- the squad, the the PSG squad right now costs six hundred and fifty million dollars on payroll. Oh shit! That's <laughs> it. Half a billion. That's over half a billion dollars on payroll. That their that their squad cost like that is insane. That is it's so much money. So yeah, La Liga is really upset about it, and like, uh, and it's just it's crazy to see how much money that they are spending just to keep him. And it's it's just wild. And I just wanted to bring it up because it's just like obviously he's one of the young superstars in the league right now. Probably one of the best players in the league next to Holland. Holland had a very similar contract, but a little bit less. Um, but yeah, I mean, 23 years old, 20, 21 years old, something like that. Um, 
Yeah, 23 years old. I mean, still super young. I think he had a strategic deal doing it to 2025 because, dude, 2025, he's going to be 26 years old. He's still in the prime of his career for another fat contract. That's most likely going to be bigger. But this brings up the question for you, Gabe. Do you think that something should – do you think La Liga is right in in giving a statement saying that this – uh, needs to be looked into and how this is like affecting the market too heavily for like these these companies to just, just just throw cash at players um i think i mean uh to be player empowerment guy i mean i mean he is worth whatever teams are worth to pay for him right i'm not gonna, i'm not gonna dig in somebody else's pocket and tell somebody else what they should earn Think Bino, especially being him young, uh, a valuable player. People want him. Um, nah, I think it's crying over spilled beans. I mean, the market is what the market is, right? The, the price is the price. Yesterday's price is not today's price. Um, uh, how it affects overall, maybe it makes the availability. I mean, I mean th- that's what it is, right? Isn't that capitalism? A free open market. You, you yeah. Pay, you pay what 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 the market price is, and that's the market price. I mean. If you don't believe in capitalism, I mean, I'm not saying it's great. I'm not saying, you know, capitalism is all be all, but this is what it is. You know what I mean? Uh, this, this is not a he, – he costs what he costs. Right? I will say – I will say it is – It. I agree with you. Yeah, I mean, like, if they want to pay that much, then pay that much. But I do see where they have the concern where it's like, you know – these guys are spending, they have so much fucking money. They're buying up everybody. But I mean, to be fair, it doesn't look like it's really working out for them either because they got knocked out in the round of 16 in the Champions League uh, by Real Madrid. So we'll see if spending money is going to end up being the answer for them. Obviously, it's going to affect everything a lot in the short term. Things will probably balance out. But I don't think world football has ever seen like, a team spend as much money as much as PSG is with this new ownership. It is, it is insane. It is, it is wild to see how much these guys are spending. Um, but you know, you can spend a lot of money, but don't mean you're going to win. So <laughs> it's just, uh, it's crazy, dude. Like it, I, this is fucked on them. That's so much, that is so much fucking money for a to play soccer. Like, like when you really think about it, like that's so wild. That's so wild. But yeah. All right. I think that's going to wrap it up for this week. I mean, uh, uh, we appreciate y'all guys listening to us, watching us, downloading us on YouTube, Facebook, all the things, Spotify, Apple music. I'm not even playing around. Like, uh, you know, we really appreciate all the listeners to come out. We'll be back next week. Hopefully we'll have Jojo on, uh, MLB is going on. We'll hopefully talk more with that. NBA playoffs. will bring you more NBA playoffs. Hopefully we'll watch NBA. I don't know. Is there any uh, UFC fight going on that's coming out that we should be able to? There's really nothing I really care to watch. I, I was just looking at it the other day. It's nothing really. I mean, there's a uh, Adesanya fight coming up in the next like few pay-per-views, but even I don't yeah. know. There's not There's not much. Nothing crazy. We had a period of a lot, so. <laughs> if there's big news sports going on, we'll listen to it. We'll discuss it here. Real Fans Cop Podcast. We appreciate all the downloads and subscribing. Thank y'all for listening. We'll be back next week. Peace. Peace.